0: The All Love Always period podcast, transforming the consciousness in our lives and the planet by opening our eyes, ears, mind and heart to the energy and vibration of love, where we love out loud, wear our hearts, share the message and spread the love. You are love and you are loved. Try to love, Ain't nobody got enough Just a little motivation There is an energy in the universe, there is something that is in each and every one of us and it's also in the universe, and you are connected to it in a way that is often perceived to be, uh, oh, aloof from us, because it's invisible, because it's in the world of what we call spirit, the world that is not material. And uh, I would like to suggest that you suspend your disbelief, allow yourself to know that you're not a human being here having a spiritual experience, but that is the other way around. That you're a spiritual being having a human experience and the quality of your human experience is really much more dependent upon how you use this invisible intelligence and how you connect to this energy and once you have an awareness that you can never be separate from it that you and it and whatever you call it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you call it god If you call it Divine Presence, if you call it Soul, if you call it Spirit, if you call it Consciousness, if you call it Christ Consciousness, you can call it Buddha Consciousness, you can call it Louise, you can call it Edna, you can call it Ralph. Alan Watts once said that you can't get wet from the word water. It isn't the word that allows you to experience water. And whatever it is that you call it is something that is distinct from what it is. When I was walking in here this evening on these beautiful grounds, I saw some people looking at the flowers and the different plants that were growing. And as they were looking at them, there was one person who was obviously an expert, a botanist of some kind. And he was trying to explain to each one of the people what the name was, the technical name for each one of the flowers. And I was watching that and thinking, It doesn't matter what you call it, can't you enjoy Look at that thing, it's orange and it just came out of nowhere. There's something very profound about enjoying it and and being there with it, rather than being obsessed with labeling it. There was a very famous Danish theologian, his name was Soren Kierkegaard. He once said that, once you label me, you negate me. Once you place a label on me and, and put me into a compartment or a category of some kind, I must then become what it is that you have labeled me to be, so that we want to be able to live our lives and to practice principles of higher awareness without being so consumed with what I call ordinary human awareness, and ordinary human awareness is just the recognition or the belief system that I am a human being. Maybe I'm having a spiritual experience, I'm not quite sure, but higher human awareness sometimes in the east called city awareness in the west it's been called higher consciousness or christ consciousness there's many names for it but when you get beyond just knowing yourself as this body and this personality and this thing that you inhabit and begin to realize that who you are is that which was never born and can never die when you recognize your eternal self And that's what this program is really about. It's really about recognizing the power, the energy, the capacity to be able to do what it says in some of the most holy books that you've ever read. That even the least among you can do all that I have done and even greater things. And that's not just empty words from holy scriptures. That's a very powerful lesson that each and every one of us can practice and live every day. What I'd like to suggest to you And what this program is really about is that there are higher levels of awareness that are available to us a level of awareness that allows us to do things like and it may sound a bit strange but to manage the coincidences of our lives to be able to place our attention on what it is that we would like to create for ourselves in our lives to literally have the power to know that if i think about it and i keep it there And I keep that picture firm within me that there is an energy, a source, a capacity within me that is in the universe and that is also in me. And that I can use this energy, that I can manage it. There are many ways to get the things that we want for ourselves in our lives. But basically, it all begins with how we choose to think as you think so shall you be seven little words that i think are perhaps the most important things that we can learn and master in our lives this whole proverb notion that i become what i think about all day long and once you know that what you think about is what expands you start getting real careful about what you think about You don't allow your thoughts to be on anything that you don't want or that you wouldn't want to have manifest or show up for you in your life. Emerson said the ancestor to every action is a thought and you can look at every spiritual tradition whether it's Eastern or Western, whether it's ancient or modern, whether it's civilized quote or uncivilized quote, whether it's tribal and there is in all of these persuasions this idea that inside each and every one of us in a place that is not material in a place that has no dimensions in a place that has no boundaries that in each and every one of us we have this power and we have this intelligence and you can never see it I've often said that when you die if you're gonna die and five minutes before you're ready to leave they weigh your body and let's say it weighs oh well, let's pick a good number 150 pounds all right? <laughs> and then life leaves your body and they weigh your body instantly after you're dead and it still weighs 150 pounds so that your body weighs the same alive or dead before it begins to deteriorate and if that's the case Then your life, this thing that leaves your body and your body still weighs the same, is weightless. Your life is weightless. You can't put a dimension on it. You can't put a measure on it. Who you are is that life. And that life is not in the dimension of material. It's like, if I want to wiggle my finger, I just have to have a thought. And the thought says, I think I'm going to wiggle my finger. And then I do this, and you say, well, that's really no big deal. But it really is a big deal, because there's something invisible in here that says, I'm gonna wiggle my finger. I've never seen that. I've never been able to, you can, you can put that under an X-ray. You can try to measure that and find out what it is in there that allows you to say, I'm gonna wiggle my finger. And you can never find it. It's not in this world, if you will. So I can do all the scientific studies and what I can do when I do these scientific studies is I can find the command center inside of me. And I can go to the brain and I can point to a specific point. And scientists can do this and say, there's the command center, which allows you to have a thought. I think I'm going to wiggle my finger. But there's no computer and there's no scientists and there's no technology that can ever allow us to go inside and say, there's the commander in the command center can't find it and that commander in the command center that weightlessness is the part of us that we just don't pay enough attention to and what i'd like to suggest here this evening is that once you start becoming aware of the power of thought and if you look around just look around you at everything that you see it all began with a thought we become what we think about And that is probably one of the most important principles in learning to manifest. But in my mind, as I think about this idea of getting what you really want and being able to attract it into your life, what we have to look at is basically the obstacles that we have conditioned ourselves. You notice I say that we have conditioned ourselves. Because I've never believed that we need to be putting the responsibility on someone else. If you're conditioned, it's because you have allowed yourself to become that. And if we are conditioned, if we conditioned ourselves to believe certain kinds of things, and one of the things that we kind of believe and hang on to and, and live with is this whole idea that uh, all of the things that happened to me in my past are what are keeping me from doing what I'd like to do today. So we hang on to these things and we fill ourselves with blame. You say, I'm the middle child, I'm the youngest child, I'm the oldest child, I'm an only child. Any one of those is a great excuse. You know, if you're the youngest child, you can say, well, you know, I never, how could I be making decisions for myself and be a a fully functioning person today when I always had somebody else telling me what to do my whole life? How could I think for myself? If you're the oldest child, you can simply say to yourself, how could I be expected to think for myself? I always had to think for somebody else. I was always doing it for somebody else. And that leaves the middle child, you know, the classic identity crisis. Oh, poor me. My mother didn't even know my name. She's always calling me by this one's name or that one's name. So I don't know where I fit in. So that take care of everybody except the only child. And of course, the only child, your parents looked at you and said, we won't be doing that again. <laughs> You have to live with that, I don't. Huh? <laughs> so everybody, with their birth order, or with their mother liked their sister better, or that we had enough, or we didn't have enough, or we had too much, or we lived in the north, we lived in the south, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I've got too much hair, I don't have enough hair, <laughs> it's falling out, it's not falling out, whatever it is, we all have these excuses. And I call all of these things that we hang on to and use to keep ourselves from reaching these higher places in our lives, the wake. I call it the wake and the wake is uh, comes from a story that I heard Alan Watts tell one time and it was a very powerful story he said your life is like a boat and it's heading up the river at say 40 knots and as it's going you are somehow able to metaphorically stand on the stern the back of the boat and look down into the water. Now there goes your life in this direction and you're standing here and you're looking down into the water and you ask yourself these three questions. The first question what is the wake? What is it? What is this thing that you see? And the answer the wake is the trail that is left behind that's what it is. Nothing more Nothing less. It's the trail that is left behind. Second question to ask yourself in this little metaphor. What's driving the boat? What's making this thing go in this direction? The answer? The present moment energy that's being generated by the engine. And nothing more. That's the only thing that's making the boat go in this direction. And in this little scene, this means it's the present moment thoughts that I have and how I am using them that is making my life go in this direction, and nothing more. Because the third question is the most important and powerful question, and ever since i heard it, I've always thought about this whenever I have a tendency to look back here and blame something. Is it possible for the wake to drive the boat? That is, can a trail that is left behind make a boat go in this direction? And of course the answer to that is no.